Hello, this is Rich Kirshen, and this is Money, Business, and More. Today, we're going to talk about trademarks, patents, and copyrights. How many of you out there are writers? Raise your hands. Okay, a lot of you. Or how many of you think you're a writer? Or possibly you've developed an invention. In either case, you want to protect what is known as your intellectual property, which would be your written words in the case of a book or your invention idea. This blog and or podcast will explain the differences in trademarks, patents, and copyrights. First, let's discuss trademarks. A trademark is a word, phrase, or symbol and or design that identifies and distinguishes the source of the goods of one party from those of others. A service mark is a word, phrase, symbol, and or design that identifies and distinguishes the source of a service rather than goods. Some examples include brand names, slogans, and logos. The term trademark is often used in a general sense to refer to both trademarks and service marks. Unlike patents and copyrights, trademarks do not expire after a set term of years. Remember that. They do not expire. Trademark rights come from actual use. Therefore, a trademark can last forever, so long as you continue to use the mark in commerce to indicate the source of the goods and services. A trademark registration can also last forever, so long as you file specific documents and pay fees at regular intervals. Alas, there's always a fee. Must all trademarks be registered? No. Registration is not mandatory. You can establish common law rights in a mark based solely on use of the mark in commerce without a registration. However, there's always a however, federal registration of a trademark with the United States Patent and Trademark Office, or now to be called the USPTO, has several advantages, including a notice to the public of the registrant's claim of ownership of the mark, a legal presumption of ownership nationwide, and the exclusive right to use the mark on or in connection with the goods or services set forth in the registration. Each time you use your mark, it is best to use a designation with it. If registered with the USPTO, use the circle with the R in it symbol after your mark. If not yet registered, you may use capital T, capital M for goods, or capital S, capital M, for services, to indicate that you have adopted this as a common law trademark or service mark. Use of a business name does not necessarily qualify as trademark use, though other use of business name as the source of goods or services may qualify it as both a business name and a trademark. Many states and local jurisdictions register business names either as part of obtaining a certificate to do business or as an assumed name filing. You know, those old DBAs, doing business as. For example, in a state where you'll be doing business, you might file documents, typically with the State Corporation Commission or the State Division of Corporations, 
depending on what your state calls it, to form a business entity, such as a partnership, a sole proprietorship, an S-Corp, a C-Corp, or a limited liability company. You would select a name for your entity, for example, XYZ Inc. If no other company has already applied for that exact name in that state, and you comply with all other requirements, the state likely would issue you a certificate and authorize you to do business under that name. However, a state's authorization to form a business with a particular name does not, under any circumstances, also give you trademark rights, and other parties could later try to prevent your use of that business name if they believe a likelihood of confusion exists with their trademarks and or names. Let's talk about patents now. A patent, on the other hand, is a limited duration property right relating to an invention granted by the USPTO again in exchange for public disclosure of the invention. Patentable materials include machines, manufactured articles, industrial processes, and chemical compositions. The duration of patent protection depends on the type of patent granted. One is a design patent. That's good for 15 years from issuance for application filed on or after May of 2015 and 14 years if filed before May of 2015. Utility patents and planned patents. That's plant patents, P-L-A-N-T. Those are good 20 years from the date on which the application for the patent was filed in the U.S. or in special cases, from the date an earlier related application was filed. Under certain circumstances, patent term extensions or adjustments may be available. If you need specific information about that, contact the USPTO at 800-786-9199. And now some information for you budding writers out there. A copyright protects original works of authorship, including literary, Did you know that you have access to a personal mentor to help you with your business issues? Whether or not you're starting a new business or trying to improve the way an existing business runs, you'll find him at SCORE.com. This is the website for SCORE, the Service Corps of Retired Executives. It's an arm of the U.S. Small Business Administration, and it consists of thousands of volunteers in more than 70 cities across the United States. And the best part is that their services are offered at no cost to you. At SCORE.com, you can enter your zip code and find a list of local mentors, each showing his or her areas of expertise. And you can schedule your own appointment at a convenient time and location. SCORE also offers a variety of regular workshops presented by professionals in their fields. You can see a current schedule of those events and pre-register on the spot. Some general classes are offered free of charge, while others have a modest fee which is usually discounted for pre-registration. Check it out! SCORE is the go-to place to find someone whose experience may be just what you need. Dramatic, musical, and artistic works such as poetry, novels, movies, songs, computer software, and architecture. The duration of copyright protection depends on several factors. For works created by an individual, 
like if you write a book, protection lasts for life of the author plus 70 years. For works created anonymously or works created for hire, protection lasts 95 years from the date of publication or 120 years from the date of creation, whichever is shorter. Now, you might be asking yourself, how do I copyright my book? You have now written the great American novel, which took you weeks, months, or years to complete, and now you want to protect your masterpiece. Copywriting a book is easy to do, but the nature of the copyright protection is complex. An author owns the copyright to a book the moment it is written, before publishing the book or looking at copyright registration. To copyright a book completely, however, the author needs the added protection of federal registration. Here's how a copyright protects a book. Well, the name says it all. Copyright is the right to copy a work. Copyright prevents bookstores, or in the present case, Amazon, from buying one book from the author, making copies, and then selling them to its customers. The customers are not just buying the book. They're buying the author's intellectual property, the story, the characters, the setting, all that goes into the writing of a book. The exact nature of the copyright depends on the nature of the book. A phone book has very little, if any, copyrightable material. It's simply a list of facts. A romantic novel, on the other hand, has a lot of copyrightable material. In addition to the pages of the book, copyright extends to the order of the plot, specific characters, and elements of the broader world that it creates for the reader. For example, if you write a chatty historical novel where the romantic heroine must choose between the charming noble or the lowly pig farmer in Nebraska, then your copyright may extend beyond the exact story. If another author publishes a similar novel set in Uzbekistan and uses similar plot points or characters, then you may be able to assert your copyright against them. But you'll need to know how can you make your best case. How to copyright a book. Your book is copyrighted the moment you write it. But what if your novel's sitting on the hard drive of your computer? Even if you can prove that you had written it before the Uzbekistan book was published, you're out of luck. The reason is notice. Unless you could prove that the author of the Uzbekistan book read your manuscript, you would have no claim against him. Copyright prevents copying. It does nothing to stop mutual or simultaneous co-creation. That's co-creation. If two people come up with the same idea at the same time, completely unaware of each other, then both would have equal claim to the copyright. To get the full benefit of copyright for a book, you must register your copyright. Registration creates constructive notice. Constructive notice is very important. Registering a copyright is easy and compared to other forms of intellectual property protection, quite inexpensive. Especially for something like a novel. Registering a copyright gives the author tremendous intellectual property protection. To register a book or other creative work, simply go to copyright.gov, which is the website set up by the Library of Congress. There's an online portal 
that enables you to register copyrights for photographs, sculptures, and written works. Fill out the form, pay the fee, there's always a fee, and you're registered. To make things easier, you can also use an online resource to register the work for you. Now, why should an author register the copyright for their book? Constructive notice allows you to assert your copyright against anyone from the date of registration forward, whereas copyright only prevents others from copying your work. The author of the Uzbekistan novel, for example, can always argue that he never read your book. Unless you can prove he read it, you cannot prove infringement. However, once a work is registered, it doesn't matter if he read it. Constructive notice makes prior knowledge of your book irrelevant. Your book and all its characters, settings, and stories are yours. And if anyone infringes any part of it, then you can assert your rights. Should you register your copyright before publishing your book? Well, authors have more ways to publish their books than at any other time. No matter how rapidly technology allows books to be published, registration is just as important. Once you publish a book, whether it's with a traditional publisher, a vanity publisher, or self-published, it is out there for the world to see. The important creative choices that you made characters, the story, or even the elements of a nonfiction book are all protected in some way by the copyright to your book. If you want to protect the use of character, the arrangement of advice, or the selection of travel destinations to write about, then registering your work will put the world on notice that this book is your intellectual property and yours alone. If you do not, then you will need to prove what another author had access to and copied your ideas. You can't trademark your book title. Well, except when you can. Without Googling, can you name the publisher of Catcher in the Rye? Of course not. Nobody can. And don't worry, unless you're a super fan or a savant, no one gets that question right. This is a hint as to why most of the time you can't trademark your book title. As with many things legal, the answer comes down to a general rule and an exception. The general rule is that book titles, unless part of a series, cannot be registered as trademarks. The reasoning behind this is that trademarks are really meant to function as the identifiers of goods and services, and book titles don't really fulfill that function. Back to my initial question as an example. Catcher in the Rye calls to mind teen angst and prep school shenanigans. It does not call to mind the publisher who made the book commercially available. This is case in point why you don't know who published it. No one does. And now for the exception you've all been waiting for. Remember I told you that book titles are not trademarkable? Well, this is when they can be. It's possible to register the title of your book in connection with goods and services you provide under that title, so long as those goods are not sales of your actual book. Here's what I mean. Nobody really just writes a book anymore. People write a book and then create a brand and sometimes even a movement around it. That brand is then used on websites, blogs, tours, courses, and all kinds of merchandise. And as I've mentioned before, Trademarks protect brands. So when your book title, by virtue of your use of it in connection with goods and services, 
that don't include the actual selling of your book becomes a brand name, then it is totally possible to register it as a trademark. In fact, I completely recommend that you register it as a trademark. At the point that your book title becomes a brand, it operates as the identifier of the source of all the fabulous goods and services you offer under that brand. Consulting, appearances, blogging, t-shirts, coffee cups, whatever you use the name for. Registering your trademark in that brand name will make sure that other people can't also use it as a brand name, although they could also use it as a book title and reap the rewards of all your hard work. So, make like J.D. Salinger and write yourself a masterpiece. Then make like a modern entrepreneur. Build a brand around that masterpiece and trademark that puppy with quickness. You'll be glad you did. Until next time, this is Richie saying thanks. Hi there, this is Rich again for Money, Business, and More. Today we're going to talk about trademarks, patents, and copyrights. How many of you out there are writers? Raise your hands. Okay, a lot of you. Or how many of you think you're a writer? Or possibly you've developed an invention. 